announcement. And you're listening to Liquid Sunshine with my main man, Martin Blot. He plays the best funk, the best disco, the best boogaloo and beats. You know, all the good stuff. All the good stuff. Hello, Groovers. Welcome to another edition of Liquid Sunshine. My name is Martin Flott, and it's going to be another super duper episode of Liquid Sunshine. Um, you're listening to Liquid Sunshine on 2XXFM 98.3, the people powered radio station in Canberra. And if you've been listening to Liquid Sunshine for the last few weeks, you know we're exploring the interaction between pop music and funk and disco music and how they influence on each other how they influence each other not and not you know these subtle influences just hardcore covers edits re-edits and the like and we're going to take it a little bit further this show by looking at samples and sample based music but first up I've been chatting with this wonderful artist from Israel, Disco Funk Spinner. So big shout out to him and I'm going to play a really, really nice re-edit of his. Enjoy. Thank you. 
That's a super chilled re-edit from I Can't Turn the Boogie Loose by the Controllers. Done by this wonderful DJ and uh, re-editor, Disco Funk Spinner. Check him out on the internet. He does some good stuff. Now, that was just to get you reacquainted with what we've been doing over the last few weeks. And it's talking about re-edits and funk covers and, you know, covers of pop songs in a funk way, in a disco way. We're going to take it a little bit further now and uh, looking at, um, well, sample-based music. So rather than um, um, having, you know, a re-edit, having a whole song and uh, just keeping the, the good bits out of this, uh, sample-based really takes a, a little snippet of a song and then uh, makes a whole track out of it or takes you know several snippets of several songs and make make a track out of it with me is uh, a Callum fresh from uh, an overseas tour and uh, <laughs> he uh, he is a wonderful artist who released an al album uh, last year under the name Shinji um, album is called In Color. Welcome, Callum. Ah, thank you very much for having me. Yeah. So your album, um, uh, which we're going to talk about, In Color, <laughs> is heavily sample based, isn't it? Oh, super. I don't think there's a single part that doesn't or like isn't influenced at least by a sample that I found. Yeah. 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 And so, how do you uh, work those samples in in the tracks? Um, it really depends. So it'll normally start with just like spending hours and hours listening to as much music as I can get my hands on, like yeah. whether it be by genre or I'm looking for like a particular drum beat or something. Yeah. Um, but then once like gold hits, I'll be like, all right, how do I build upon this? Yeah. Like, do I slow it down? Do I speed it up? Do I chop it up into fourths and then rearrange it? What kind of beat does it need? And slowly you just assemble all of these different samples into layers and layers that finally get you that final track yeah yeah which is which is quite different to um uh, re-editing or remixing a track uh, i imagine do you do any re-editing or remixing yeah like it definitely started out as edits and that sort of thing like yeah. i want this song to be like punchier so let's like kick in a new uh, yeah. drum beat or like let's amp up the bass yeah um but then it's a bit different to something like remixing, which is taking elements of a song, like a like a vocal line or like a guitar line, but then making your own song around that in the theme of the original. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd say sampling is more let's recontextualize what the original song was. So like you That's take correct. an old jazz sample, but then let's give it a funk bass line and turn mm. it into something completely new. Mm. Well, uh, what we're going to do uh, for this show is play some uh, tracks of your album and play some of uh, the songs that inspired those tracks. Yeah, yeah. So first up um, is a track Mumble. Thank you. 
Yeah, that's the track Mumble from Jinji. Do I pronounce it right? Yeah, yeah, you got it. Better, <laughs> than, better than the lads a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, that track really centers around this vocal bit, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. And uh, how did you how did you find that? So um, uh, first of all, it, it, it's that vocal bit. Is that part of a whole track, or you know, is it just a snippet that you took out of there? Yeah, it's just a snippet. So um, I think when I was looking for it, oh, well, like I was looking for just kind of freaky vocals or yeah. something that had like a rhythmic quality to it, something yeah. that wasn't just singing, like scatting or bebopping or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I was just scouring the internet looking for these sorts of things and a couple of records came out so I went out searched them yeah um got my hands on a couple of copies and that one happened to come from this particularly weird um like female group who just absolutely guns it on this like free jazz sort of yeah. uh, track yeah um and what you hear on the on the act on mumble is way slower than what the actual track is like they uh, like almost double the speed yeah on the original right well you brought the original in and and we're going to play it in a second as well <laughs> prepare <laughs> <And> yourselves <laughs> <laughs> it is an interesting track indeed but, uh, but it's a good example of how the difference between samples and edits uh, I suppose uh, because as you said it it really recontextualizes um, the bit that you took out of the track and you call you slowed it down and you made a whole whole yeah yeah, yeah you made a whole song out of this maybe three or four bars of vocals oh yeah like i definitely yeah. wouldn't consider the original having being even editable at any point <laughs> <laughs> it's not danceable well let's have a listen to it awesome yeah
are progressive more with us. It doesn't matter who you are. Music is your guy, so it doesn't know where the spring one you So put our residents away and let the band begin to play. Breaking down the barriers and let the music carry us
we've got Mystic Bounce there from Madlib from the album Shades of Blue. And before that, we had a Deborah Brown quintet. Crazy, crazy track. Um, I didn't lie, it was nuts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you're quite right. Uh, you know, it, it was nuts. Uh, great track, but only a snippet that you used and build a whole track around it. Yeah, um, yeah. Now, in the Madlib album, um, uh, I believe there was quite a bit of an inspiration as well. Um, the Shades of Blue album, of course, is completely built up of samples from the Blue Note archives. Mm. Um, um, so, and, and you told me there's a story behind uh, behind the album as well. Yeah, yeah. So Madlib, obviously being like the quite prolific producer he is at the moment, um, would spend days and days and days doing nothing but writing beats. Yeah take a day off and then just come back to it like he would do nothing else so he had such a wealth of material um but was getting frustrated by the fact that he was so confined to kind of the hip-hop standards yeah um so like he had his own rap off spin-off uh rapping spin-off uh quasimodo but then decided to kind of turn it in a new direction and do the project yesterday's new quintet which is recontextualizing jazz samples but for jazz fans yeah which was kind of like it, it's not a super new concept uh, but it came out with some like really interesting things like yeah. obviously hip-hop inspired but not a hip-hop record mm. um but then once that came out the head of blue note heard that album went this is really really awesome yeah would you want to come in and we'll just give you free reign over the blue note archive you can have our tapes our records like everything yeah just make something out of it go nuts <laughs> um and came out with shades of blue which is like such a fantastic fantastic introduction to both blue note and like jazz as a whole and that's correct that's correct and um now i i listening to your album i sense there's a quite a strong grounding in both hip-hop and jazz as well um you know it's got uh, a, a very relaxed feel to it a bit like shades of uh, shades oh, it's of blue. super chilled yeah it is super chilled yeah but it's it's got it's got this jesse relaxed feeling to mm. it yeah um uh, you use a bit of uh, a few jazz samples as we just heard the uh, uh deborah brown quartet yeah, yes quartet. deborah brown quartet um and you had some um inspiration from ron carter i believe as well yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, insp like, the inspiration will come from anywhere. Um, yeah. Like, I'll start with what are some cool jazz artists to check out, but yeah. then you're always going to come across the same people recommending you the same things. It's never quite the same as going into your local record store, just going through their $2 bin and yeah. just finding, like, the most tattered record you can. But yeah. when you look in the instruments, there's, like, three drummers and four saxophonists. And you're like, I have to hear this. <laughs> there's got to be something on here that's worth, like, sampling. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, let's uh, listen to a little bit of uh, Ron Carter, a little bit more jazz before we get into uh, uh, the beaty uh, side Ooh. of inspiration as well. <laughs> <laughs> so here's Ron Carter with the track Arkansas. Thank you. 
Uh, we had a couple of awesome tracks there. First up was Ron Carter with the track Arkansas. And then we had another Shinji track. What was uh, that one called that we just heard? Uh, that was Second Wind, the extended version. The and extended I have to say, version. probably my favorite track on the whole album. Uh, I liked it a lot too. It's it's really, really good indeed. Um, and it's, again, the whole album's got this, this wonderful flavor to it, you know? It's, yeah. It's, yeah, chilled. It's 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 good. It's it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's got good, good karma in that respect. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, we've, we've listened to quite a few jazz tracks. Uh, uh, up until now which mm-hmm. which have been a good inspiration for you and um uh, while we were listening to the music we were also talking about how um you know well when you make music um you don't operate in a vacuum you draw inspiration from oh, yeah. a lot of areas um and, and everyone does all musicians do you'll never not be influenced by something you can try as hard as you like but there'll always be something like giving you an otherworldly inspiration that you really can't control that's correct that's correct and that's um that's where uh, samples go a little bit further than uh than uh, edits and remixes in that uh, you can really draw on um, on, on other styles of music that you were uh, uh, that you've been listening to as well mm. yeah so um uh, uh, other inspirations have been well, funk and disco, I believe. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I don't think there's a day that goes by where I'm not, like, searching out, like, another snare from a disco record because yeah. they all just seem to nail it every single time. <laughs> it's just so crunchy and flat and I love it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's, a, it's a little bit the sound of the 70s, I think. Um, it, it, isn't that what it comes down to? Oh, 100%. I, yeah. I think if I had to... Uh, like take my record out of the context of being hip hop it's just basically a 70s funk and disco record <laughs> it's it's got all the flavors and trappings of something that had come from that era yeah yeah so you made the whole album uh, by yourself is that right yeah yeah whiling away in my bedroom into the midnight hours yeah so uh, and it's well it's got several layers every track has got several layers to it yeah so like the more simple tracks will be based around um like a standard sample with maybe your drums on top and then maybe a vocal line underneath but then especially the ones that i'm starting to work on now for my next album i think the most i've gotten on uh one track is about 30 different samples wow from and they all very substantial, like a guitar line from here, a drum line from here, some chords from over here. And they yeah. all, while they take hours and hours to put together, once they all finally work in unison, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I find that quite remarkable because um, you're a musician, as in you play an instrument as well. But uh, mm. putting something like this together is is not only being a musician, but so much more than that too, because you do the sound producing and um, mixing and whatever yeah like every step from uh writing the tracks and searching them out all the way up to doing the mix downs yeah uh, like that's all me i think the only part i don't do is uh the mastering and the artwork yeah yeah um how did you learn that is this all self-taught is this uh, how did you come about that is this just as you say whiling away in your bedroom yeah and... the ultimate secret is just being an incredibly bored teenager <laughs> um, and having nothing else to do <laughs> No, it came from, like, I, I really enjoyed... Like, I've been playing guitar for 13 years. I really enjoy it. I play a bunch of other instruments. Yeah. But I don't think there's anything 
that I got that was really fulfilling me in terms of just playing a single instrument. I'd yeah. always go, I want someone else to play the drums, I want someone else to play the bass, but I want them to play it exactly how I want. Like, yeah. call me a narcissist or a perfectionist mm. or whatever. But in, in the end, it made, led me to the conclusion that I should just do it myself. Yeah, That would yeah. be a lot easier. So wrote my own bass lines, wrote my own drums, did the guitar work. And then at that point, I was so deep into the rabbit hole of production that I just said, bugger it, I'll just do synthesis as well. Yeah. Um, and that really led into learning how to do sampling and learning how to like layer synths and all sorts of cool instruments over the top. Yeah, yeah. So how long did it take you to put this album together? Um, I think probably a year. Like yeah. a year in terms of... It took me two years before that to really get to the point where I could write it. Um, but then once, like once I'd started writing it, I hadn't actually realized it. It was just a collection of demos at that point. Then I sent it off to my label, Cold Busted, who yeah. at that point was just this absolute anomaly to me, because um, I was searching out, uh, I was searching out for people to give me feedback on the beats that I'd been working on, because I had no one that I could really ask if they were any decent or get any critical feedback. So I sent off a demo to these guys because that was the only way you could talk to them. And I said, hey, I don't actually like want to do anything with these. Can you just tell me if they're good or not? Or yeah. give me some pointers. And about a week later, I got a message back saying, hey, these are actually fantastic. Would you just like to release them instead? Yeah, yeah. That's wonderful. Oh, it's <laughs> yeah, awesome. And, and the world the world is a better place for it. For that matter. <laughs> ah, thank you. I, I, I'm always uh, surprised. Um, you know, occasionally you hear uh, those remarks along the lines of, well, sampling is easy. You just press a few buttons. Uh, or editing is easy. Is easy. You just have a mm. few cue points and you press a few buttons. Um, I'm always surprised uh, by how much time is involved and how dedicated uh, artists can be in actually putting albums like yours together or making re-edits uh, and the like um, and and i'm not joking when i mean that the world is a better place for it um, uh, you know without that dedication uh, we wouldn't have this wonderful music yeah, yeah yeah oh you're gonna lose you'd lose something if sampling wasn't around especially now that it's so ingrained in mm. popular culture and hip-hop alike Correct, correct. Well, let's uh, listen to uh, a bit more, um, uh, a bit more inspiration, but more on the disco side. This is the band Amnesty with the track "Mr. President."
Uh, Donna McGee with uh, Mr. Blind Man and um, whilst it was playing we were talking about you know how not many people seem to be playing this kind of music in the clubs anymore to which I said well hang on there young Callum <laughs> I'm about to get schooled here I? <laughs> <laughs> one, of, one of the people playing this kind of music is me of course and uh, I'll be playing um, uh, a night next week um, we've been going on about this a little bit on 2XX it's the famous DJ mixtape 2XX fundraiser and uh, it's a whole night of 2XX um, DJs and presenters um, it's going to be an awesome night like all of them have been so far uh, we get <laughs> uh, who have we got playing apart from myself we've got DJ Vizu with Afrobeats and Dancehall Mick Dagger playing a bit of dub and reggae Pigeon Pratt doing the soul and post-disco he's got this awesome show on Friday nights uh, just after uh, Mick Decker's show uh, of course Rafa Chango playing good global beats yeah, DJ Martin Flots uh, that's got to be me playing the <laughs> funk and disco and KG with his incredible hip-hop and rap Day Day Da Cruz love Day Day's Afro-Litten music and 
Tidy and Samwise, of course, with the drum and bass. Tidy and Samwise have got their new program, I think they're in episode 5 or 6 on Saturday night. Yeah, they're catching and up real quick. They they are, and it's it's a great uh, program. Uh, I really like their drum and bass. Mm. Um, and so it's going to be an excellent night. Next week, Friday, it's at Sideways. Um, $5 entry, and every all the money raised is going to X. so we can continue playing good music. Exactly. What else would you want to spend your money on? Exactly right. Exactly right. And, um, you know, uh, the event afterwards, because we, we're intending to make this either monthly or bi-monthly, uh, we should get you onto the, uh, onto the bill as well, uh, playing Ooh. some of your tracks. It would be awesome. Oh, That'd be awesome. I'd love that. Um, now, Callum, um, we're nearly at the end of the program. Um, uh, you're working on a new album, you're saying, and any prospects, uh, a time frame for release for that album? Still pretty loose. I'm feeling the start of next year will yeah. probably be, be like it's it's the album itself is done in terms of writing. It just really needs like some polish and care yeah. to kind of push it over the line at yeah. this point. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll uh, keep our uh, eyes out, eyes and, and ears out uh, for <laughs> that album. Um, in the meantime, um, I'm loving living, uh, listening to In Color. I think it's an awesome album. I'll be uh, playing it on Sunday afternoon, so I think. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, with a bit of a bevy in the hand. Oh, what better way to enjoy it. Exactly right. <laughs> um, thank you so much for coming in and talking about, well, sample-based music and having this wonderful uh, example of, of your album to talk about it. Oh, thank you for having me on. I've yeah. had a real good time. Good, good. Well, we'll hope to see you out and we'll take uh, the program out uh, with a little bit more of your music. You've been listening to Liquid Sunshine with Callum who goes by the artist name of Chinchi and said right yeah, Shin yeah, Shin you got Shin it Shin nailed Shin it <laughs> <laughs> until next week my name is Martin Flotz